0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to TOTUS Radio. Tonight we will hear a compilation of interviews from the Euronomade Summer School. The two-hour program you are about to hear, prototypes of collective action to support Europe, consists of short introductions to themes persistent in the current political conjuncture, as well as relevant for the transnational struggle against the global finance capital and governance by debt. The first hour, prototypes of collective action, features inputs about the laboratory of law, the occupied factory, municipal democracy, social unionism of the indebted life, and network systems. These are to give ideas for organisation by circulating current experiences from the Southern Europe. The second hour to subvert Europe consists of the following inputs. The revenge of the Fordist worker. Basic income and social unionism. Hacking the algorithms of exploitation. Bringing down the borders and politics of difference aiming to introduce some of the key elements of the exploitation and oppression of life, moving from there towards defining possible lines of organization from below. Sure is, these brief strokes of a brush will not be able to grasp the issues in all their depth. The ones who will find themselves keen on the themes approached can look for further leads from a list of articles that is published alongside this podcast or, if you are listening in analog radio on real time, available in the website totusradio.fi. I repeat, totusradio.fi. Speaking in the programme, Enrique Arrigo, Elisa Gill and Miriam Frey, Miriam Bueno, Lotta Tenhunen, Raul Sanchez Cedillo, Cristian Maracci, Andrea Fumagalli, Tiziana Terranova, Sandro Mezzadra, and Alisa Del Rey. Music courtesy of Raul Sanchez Cedillo. Elisa and Miriam from Officine Cero. And I would ask you now, Elisa, uh, how did you come up uh, with the occupation and what kind of projects uh, are hosted, what kind of project exists inside of this space, and what is the political value for you of having this project?
1: Okay well uh Officine 0 originally started in uh, 2011 and uh, it was originally occupied by uh, the workers of this train maintenance site mm-hmm. that uh, were put off after the site was declared uh, the company was declared bankrupt so um after after long occupation and not finding solutions for uh, uh, other possibilities for jobs uh, they uh, let's say we we decided to support this battle. Uh, various collectives university students, workers, precarious workers um, decided to to come in and support and support the struggle and uh, uh, in two thousand and eleven, the idea of uh, occupying the space in a joint form mm-hmm. students, precarious workers, and uh, the previous workers from the maintenance site came up to try to keep the space as a space that uh, was dedicated uh, is dedicated still to, uh, to work um, and that could continue being more or less an, opp- an opportunity for the people uh, that uh, were facing some of them <coughs> very difficult conditions of precariousness, other, were, other ones uh, just uh, unemployment after, after the closure and um, what Soficina is now is a space that uh, has uh, a varied form and um, basically uh, the the main project, the main idea was reconverting the site to uh, um, furniture maintenance and reuse and recycle project so what we have now are various workshops in uh, tapestry, woodwork, welding uh, that uh, mainly... (coughs) create objects from scratch or uh, completely um, let's say repair ones that, uh, that have to be sold again um, There are about 20 workers between uh, the, the whole uh, the whole compartment working here just now and uh, the idea is that this one day could become a big center for it, uh, that manages reuse and recycle um, Another part is uh, the co-working mm-hmm. space we have this um, this area that is basically a co-working it's an, an area that uh, precarious workers can uh, <coughs> can uh, share and uh, carry on uh, basically in their own jobs but uh, facing uh, facing low costs and uh, mm-hmm. sharing the costs uh, that usually uh, involve uh, paying a high rent and uh, having to pay high fees for internet and things like this so um, we, uh, we also have this space uh, for uh, for precarious workers that also shares an, uh, an assembly where they uh, can try to <coughs> share work projects and ideas and projectuality that may come up. Mm-hmm. Now it's actually working a lot with the uh, also with the, the let's say more artists and the craftwork uh, part also of uh, of the project. Um, and in the, in the co-working we also have a form of um, a union for mm-hmm. uh, autonomous and self-employed workers. CLAP. CLAP, right? right. Exactly. And uh, it's uh, an experience that was born uh, slightly before the occupation, actually had a very important role within the occupation because many of the people that came in to occupy the space had actually uh, been <coughs> through work disputes actually through the union so actually met also the other workers that were already uh, occupying the mm-hmm. uh, the area uh, and uh, decided to support them within the struggles also organized within CLAP and uh, now it's, um, <clears throat> it's organizing about 35-40 uh, different uh, workers disputes and uh, has uh, I would say about 250 members so it's mm-hmm. starting to become something uh, it's quite consistent uh, another, another part also is the student dorm uh, students from uh, La Sapienza that had uh, previously occupied uh, another building as, as, as occupied student dorm
2: mm-hmm.
1: after facing eviction had supported for previously the, the workers struggle and uh, they basically now are living in what used to be the, the house of the director mm-hmm. of, the, uh, of the area so, uh, basically, we, we compose different, different aspects here, uh, from, uh, let's say, trying to deal with uh, facing work problems in a most practical way, mm-hmm. not, uh, and uh, interlocking various kinds of projects, uh, using the space as a productive space, as it was uh, originally thought of, and... and uh, so we hope at least to stop the uh, the idea that they could be <coughs> a speculative sale of uh, of the area, maintaining its original function, which mm-hmm. was uh, to <coughs> to guarantee work, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, we and try to deal with uh, problems related to uh, precarious uh, to precarity, and trying uh, to give as many instruments of support and possibility of uh, self-organization for. Uh, uh, for self employed and independent workers
0: and this weekend uh, you have opened the place for the Euronomade summer school
1: yes yes mm-hmm. we often we, we often we have the idea that obviously for uh, how much a place can be a productive area or worker space it always has to be uh, open to the city it's uh, and, and open to uh, other kinds of initiatives, so uh, very often we have uh, uh, as now you can see the summer school, but uh, we also have uh, very often here uh, the, the meetings for organization of the struggles during the year, so strike meetings, social strike mm. meetings. We had Agora a couple yes. of years ago. so uh, It's important for us to, to maintain the space to open for uh, possible political <laughs> organization and debates but also on Sundays very often like once a month we open for uh, a market so that direct producers can come in and sell their things uh, we have a very it's a very big also green area in the center of the city so we like to make it at least available for also kids to come yes. in and play and uh, yeah, and whoever in the neighborhood would uh, want to want to make the best of the area. Do you want to add something?
0: Yes, probably you can say that you are now returning back from Venezuela, where you <laughs> participated <laughs> to the World Congress of the yeah. um, Occupied Factory. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and so how is important for us the
3: connection with the
0: other Occupied Factory and uh, build a connection with the other uh, struggle like this one. How yes. was that like?
1: It was incredible. (laughs) They were uh, really good at it. It's a meeting where uh, all the occupied factories, or many of the occupied factories, let's say, worldwide meet. As you probably know, the factory, let's say, uh, recovered factories are very. are, uh, let's say, a, a, a growing experience worldwide but are a core experience in Argentina where about 15,000 mm-hmm. workers are employed uh, in, uh, <laughs> a, in a very big movement of factory recovery and uh, obviously from there, they uh, are starting from there especially, they're uh, impulsing this uh, uh, very uh, interesting network of connection and where uh, actually these this experiences are more widespread and uh, they are really disputing, let's say, uh, big issues, uh, considering logistics, understanding how to give support, let's say, um, <coughs> worldwide, also uh, in possibilities of uh, access to credit, financial issues, uh, exchange of products, and uh, um, uh, all, these <coughs> all these issues. Yes. Great. Thank you a lot. Anna, no, no, thank you. It's a pleasure. <laughs>
0: I'm with Enrica Rigo and she participates in a laboratory of law and uh, now she will tell us uh, what practices um, are the most fundamental in, in this organizational process for one part and for the other what kind of a composition is being born uh, in inside of, of this group or, or this laboratory.
4: Yeah. Okay, this was an experimental project uh, who started uh, uh, in the university and uh, in the wake uh, on one side of the protest of the students and the precarious researcher against the neoliberal reform of the university We started the very beginning in 2010 and on the other side the idea was to try to bring the theme of migration within law faculties which in Italy are very very traditional and very hierarchical in terms of the disciplines that you study. So, so in the very beginning was in and and still is uh, an experimental uh, project that started in the wake of these two uh, aims, and uh, basically what we what we did was to start uh, with a seminar, and then we were able. to organize a dropping center inside the university uh, yeah. giving assistance uh, legal assistance and legal representation to migrants and asylum seekers and the the active i mean the the, the peculiarity of this project was the fact that low students were uh, activists became the activists uh, uh, of this project. And in a few years uh, this project has become a referential point uh, in the city at the territorial level for uh, migrants uh, and asylum seekers themselves, but also for other organizations and movements uh, working with migrants. And uh, at a national level, uh, it has become uh, an example that other people now are trying to set up in the same way. Okay, I'm uh, the—I was the coordinator. I was a professor, the law professor of uh, in this project. But I—I—I I, I must say that I, I've been very lucky in the encounter uh, with a group of students uh, uh, very active that for example started also some initiative on their own Uh, for example uh, in uh, a couple of years ago a group of students decided to go down in the south of italy in the wake of uh, the arrivals on one side but also um, to, to see What was going on and to support the struggles of migrant workers uh, in the agricultural field um, in Italy. And uh, I mentioned this uh, this experience in the south of Italy uh, that we've been doing for a couple of years uh, because from that for example started a research project on the growing uh, growing number of uh, refugees and asylum seekers who are employed in the agricultural uh, sector as uh, um, unskilled labor um, labor workforce so um, just to summarize a little bit uh, what the the main characteristic of the project on one side We give uh, legal assistance to migrants. On the other side, we produce uh, uh, research and also academic knowledge, which uh, is fed by the real experience uh, and also the team that we are researching and we are. uh, uh, deepening are brought uh, into the, the university by the, the, the real people themselves. At, uh, and I mean, this uh, horizontal uh, interconnection with what's going on outside the university. Okay, we were acting on two levels. On the one side, and, uh, and like giving support to other struggles, struggle. For example, at the territorial level the struggle of migrants occupying houses, and things like this.
0: It's starting to rain, we are running to (laughs) shelter. So... And
4: on the other side, and this I think is a key, uh, a key issue, issue, disputing academic knowledge, trying to, um, to reverse some of the discourses. I try to give you uh, the, I mean, to, to, to go further with the example of the students supporting the migrants in the agricultural field. Which is which, what is normally stress is the side of uh, exploitation intended as violation of human rights, uh, almost a form of personal slavery. Which, of course, in some cases is true, but these uh, live out of the picture all the other actors of the chain production, mm-hmm. and especially the reality of labor production, which inside the, I mean, in this specific field, and also it completely overshade the agency of migrants mm-hmm. in, uh, in their struggle, but also in their decisions. So for example in that side uh, we were trying to uh, reframe all the discourse of agricultural labor from human rights violation to the uh, reality of production and labor uh, relations uh, and so on and uh, finally we are also right now Okay the, the laboratory was uh, is also a very important uh, observatory on uh, the ch- what I could uh, define as a changing parad- paradigm which is nowadays I think going on in Italy you know we we were um, used to uh, analyze uh, the control of migration under uh, the securitarian paradigm, paradigm the securitization of migration and uh, i think uh, uh, this is this doesn't work anymore the institutional level, the institutional response to what the crisis that is going on right now Uh, is uh, shifting from this securitarian paradigm to a paradigm that I would call more humanitarian. And uh, also this type of uh, control of migration is more and more implemented in what we have called the refugization of the workforce. Mm -hmm growing, growing number of refugees put at work eh? and also, you know, treated as refugees when they are laborers, actually. And this is a very, I think, uh, interesting uh, uh, field to analyze and to try to give response also for the organization
5: of political action.
0: I'm with uh, Miriam Bueno who has participated in the um, process of ganemos uh, uh, this is a process of of uh, municipal democracy that has taken place in Madrid culminating in the victory of Ahora Madrid in in the municipality of Madrid uh, at the same time in the May municipal elections uh, many other mun- municipalities were also taken by similar uh, similar kind of citizens' platforms. And um, I hope Miriam will now tell us a little bit how has this process been in Madrid.
3: I will, I would like to explain first uh, which is uh, the movement of GANEMOS and which is the difference with Aura Madrid. That was the, the actual party that uh, presented to the election and win the municipality in Madrid. And so at the beginning, Ganemos was a mix of uh, left parties, uh, some of them the traditional left party in Madrid and in Spain, Izquierda Unida, and also uh, some citizen movements. Uh, many of them mm, came from the social movement and social center and um, radical movements, and, some, uh, and also some individuals that came. Many of them from the 15M, from the 15M movement, and were incorporating in in the in Ganemos. I think that uh, most of the ideas and and the common sense of Ganemos came from the 15M, and uh, this question of the people that uh, they have to to change their, their reality, they have to to take the institutions to change all the laws and. Um, and everything, and um, start uh, this constitutional, new constitution movement. Uh, so uh, ganemos was this kind of mix that was like uh, very democratic and kind of popular, and try to make a convergence between the the partisan and all the citizens and the movement. And also, uh, there was another very important actor in Spain that was Podemos. I think that many other people know what is Podemos, mm-hmm. but I would like to explain a little bit that is uh, an emerging party that is more or less related to the to the to the left. Also, also they are not defining themselves like left party. But they they were they start in the last European elections and they win five um, senators in the elections, and there was a very very good starting. So uh, at the beginning, uh, Ganemos start working and making a program with the people, participatory process and. At, at the same time, uh, we think that uh, only with the people of Ganemos was kind of difficult to win the election, and we have to take the power of Podemos and all the the potential votes that they have because of their their success in the in the European elections, and go every, everybody together to the election of Madrid. There was a. Um, more or less long negotiation with the, the people of Podemos. At the, at the end we have a mutual agreement that I think that was more or less okay for all the, the parts of the um for both Podemos and Ganemos. And so we start to work together and I think that um, the main difference of this municipality process with the traditional parties are two, two main things. First of, of all, the the program, as I say before, there was the there was a participatory program. We met with a lot of people from specialists in different movements. For example, to make the the household uh, policy in Madrid, we met with with LAPA, uh, that is the the platform uh, anti eviction. Um, to make a, all the ecologist um, program or energy or cl- climate or anything. We meet with people that work in, in, this, in this area or in this topic. And so uh, we start making a first program uh, with the consensus of all the people. We review the program in, in different meetings and after. All this process, we put the program online in the internet, and the people have the possibility of vote which measures are better for them. And for example, we have uh, five main measures that the people think that had to be set in the in the in the first uh, 100 days uh, in the government. One of the most popular. Measures, of course, were stop the evictions in Madrid. Um, this process uh, not only did the people the power to change the program of Aura of Madrid, but also to feel implied in the process of Aura of Madrid. And I think that this generates a kind of illusion in between, uh, between the, uh, the people that, was, that creates a kind of climate in Madrid that makes easier to win the elections the other important thing is that we make a primary elections to select all the candidates to the municipality and this primary election has a, a, another very important characteristic that was not a proportional votation but uh, we use a dodal system that for the people that doesn't know anything about elections is a system that allow the votes um, allow the boats uh, to represent all the minorities in the um, in the elections. So we have three main lists, and all of them were represented on these elections. And we think that this this thing is what um, transmit in such a way. Which is the spirit of Aurora Madrid? That this is uh, not only a place where the people have a lot of votes and they are um, in all the municipality. You know, they are taking all the posts of the municipality candidates, but it's a place where all the people have some position. And although you don't have all the votes, if you are in the process and you are. Um, an important minority you will have a representation so the, the at the end uh, we we won the elections and I think that the the main success we uh, actually we were the the second one, but the first one that was the lead party that was in the in the government for more um, for more than Twenty years, Partido Popular. That was the, they. They were the, the first one, and we were the second one. But they don't have um, the majority or all the the, um, the senators to, to win the to have access to the government. And so uh, the Socialist Party support us in the in the votation, and we have the we are now in the in the government of the municipality.
0: And um, as we know, there are many other cities also that have been taken by similar kind of platforms, even if not um, exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of future perspectives do you see to to in this uh, network of rebel municipalities?
3: Mm, I think that um, first of all, this this kind of network was. Uh, Started before the, the elections because we have a lot of contacts with with these people uh, by means of the social movement or or parties or uh, and so um, we now we are trying to maintain this because that it was a kind of hypothesis to ta- of taking the power that came from the 15m as I say at the beginning um i say, i think that uh one of the main problems of the of taking the institutions is that uh we came from or most of, of us came from the social movement so we are not uh get used to being in the institutions so we now we are playing a very different rules we are not playing we we play the the to, uh, how to disobey the, the, the law and how to make um, any kind of action to change the law or to be against the institution. So now we have the, the power in, in some, some way, but not exactly. But... We don't have the, the governments because there is a lot of factors in the, in the city and in the, social, in, in the society that are against of a lot of our measures. So I think that it's very important that we are all together and we have all the support of the, of the people, of the society, to change the things, to actual change the things and to change the laws to make all the things that the people want to do, because the, the classic laws in Spain are not going to allow us to make these big chains and all the, the radicality that we need.
0: Thank you a lot, Miriam. Thank you. Uh, social unionism. Uh, would be or is in the case of LAPA, which is the platform of the affected by the mortgages in Spain, a new sort of unionism that doesn't have the wage labour as its starting point of exploitation, but rather the new modes of uh, capitalist accumulation, such as uh, debt, but also unpaid labour, uh, crowdsourcing, or, or the algorithms of, of the social media. In the case of laPA, Uh, The question is um, fundamentally of debt. Um, This doesn't surprise globally, but specifically in Spain there is uh, a recent history of a big construction boom in the housing sector and a following uh, speculative uh, mortgage loan bubble. So uh, it's understandable that this becomes a strong uh, sector of struggle also, but it is not the only one that could have uh, created prototypes of of social unionism, as there was also a very strong um, uh, movement born out of 15M on the sector of of healthcare and education called uh, Mareas, the tides. And we can see that all these are, in fact, sectors strongly affected by the, the, the new modes of capitalist accumulation. Housing as converted uh, mercancy, health care uh, through the care crisis, the continuous um, stacking of care work into the sphere of unpaid labor, mostly of women. And the, on the other hand, the privatization of of the 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 public healthcare system, and also in the case of of education, the more and more debt based models of financing of of studying, and so on and so on. Whereas uh, Lapa that already existed before fifteen M in two thousand and eleven, the uprisings of the plazas. Mareas, the tides, were not um, capable of consolidating such a strong distributed network structure as LAPA, and um, this is the reason why I think it's uh, easier to see uh, LAPA as a, as a prototype of a functioning a social, social union. Um, very briefly, but I try to um, try to bring up some central questions for the organizational work in in La Paz, a network of uh, 230 nodes that gather weekly but also maintain a continuous function of um, accompanying people to the banks to negotiate of doing actions of pressure towards uh, the the creditor um, entities as well as as producing um, continuously um, communicative tools uh, media campaigns uh, and uh, law initiatives so the, the base, do, base uh, tools for the organization um, are uh, first uh, the assembly of uh, mutual aid and uh, secondly the inclusive uh, tactics of civil disobedience and direct action. The assembly is the the principal space where people meet, where they come with their housing problems and also where a a certain kind of community is created. The assembly is a highly effective effective, uh, political space where uh, Many times there are tears and also uh, big celebrations of uh, small victories, and th- that through this uh, mutual aid, uh, a certain kind of expansive solidarity is born. This is to say that uh, even though people come in with the questions related to housing, there is a tendency of creation of an informal. Uh, network of of uh, trust and and mutual aid that goes beyond the questions of housing and uh, Starts to act also on the level of the of the social organization Which means uh, the care labor? There are uh, networks of of child care that are born on an informal level there is um, labor issues that are continuously being treated on this informal level of mutual aid that has expand, expanded beyond uh, the housing question. But first and foremost, the assembly uh, space as a place to affect and be affected by other people has importance on uh, ca- the capability of listening and, and sharing with other different people with other uh, completely different uh, subjectivities that uh, do not share any ideological um, common ground from where to start the political action, but rather have to build uh, some common notions uh, between them, departing from uh, very uh, heterogeneous uh, points of departure. So this is the assembly. The another part that I find most important in this in this process of subjective production that is ongoing in Lapa are uh, the tactics uh, adopted from the 15M in a way. Tactics of civil disobedience and direct action, always a thought of in a very inclusive sense, always thought uh, to uh, fit everyone in that really heterogeneous uh, composition of the movement, which means uh, that uh, the grannies and uh, the babies in their uh, trolleys will always need to be able to come also without fear of being beaten or or ending up in, in jail. Also in these tactics, technopolitics play a big role because it creates an, an, an another sort of environment for political action and gives a strength to any local action through the network structure that is capable of attending from other places to the, the collective action. I think these two are the main ingredients, so to say, in the empowerment processes that LAPA creates based on the idea of, of, as I said, of a mutual aid, like we tend to say, today for me, tomorrow for thee. So this is the idea of of the mutual aid in LAPA. Um, this is the reason why people stay in Lapa after they have resolved their own housing issue, because they have become part of 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 that uh, community of expansion, expansive solidarity, and mutual aid, and and they want to stay. In a way, Lapa. Uh, becomes a movement that is not anymore only a movement for the mortgage loaned but for housing in general uh, through the uprising of 15M. From then on it uh, disputes the mercantilization of housing to say that housing is a right, it's a universal right and and it is not a mercantile, it should not be dependent on debt but should be freely available for everyone. So uh, La Paz takes these steps uh, towards becoming a fully complex movement that isn't only facing a humanitarian crisis uh, because of the evictions, but rather understands that while while it's important to resist the evictions and stop them uh, one by one, uh, the big challenge is to fold it for La Paz to create a big law change uh, on the housing on the housing sector and secondly put all the housing blocks owned by the banks rescued by public debt into use of social housing i think that um, this uh, growth and these steps for the movement have already been important and uh, it's moving continuously forward in, 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 in the expansion of the question of rights. And uh, we are already seeing at, at the recent debates, the recent um, statewide meetings of the groups that the question of housing is opening towards a question not anymore only of uh, decent housing, like the movement has started to call itself uh, a movement for the right to decent housing, but um, a movement that is uh, raising the question about uh, decent life. What is a decent life in a decent home? And these are questions that uh, spring up directly from the condition of the heterogeneous composition of of the movement. They are questions that have to do with precarious labor and um, also they have to do with the notion that through the practices of direct action, the recuperation of the the buildings owned by the banks, there is a certain... um, uh, relief, uh, there is a victory that has to do directly with uh, liberating time from wage labour because you are not any more dependent on on paying the interests uh, each month, but rather you can struggle for uh, that sort of social rent that permits you uh, li- to liberate time from wage labour, as well as um, These recuperated uh, buildings uh, owned by the banks that La Paz has taken function as a laboratory of construction of um, uh, a communitarian notion of property uh, where uh, the use value is put before the exchange value when it comes to housing. And I think these are the central questions we must face when we are thinking about social unionism also in in other sectors. I'm here with Raul Sánchez Cedillo. And as the last part of of the prototypes of collective action um, we will speak about uh, or Raoul will tell us about network systems but before that I think it would come handy that you would Raoul uh, explain what is understood by technopolitics after uh, the Arab Revolutions and and 15M Uh, first and then we would go on to see what kind of a prototype of collective action is a network system.
5: Yeah, technopolitics is something a word we started to use mainly with the May 15th movement. It is likely that it's been used before but to me it it was a way of interpreting um, Something that, uh, to our experience and to our eyes, w- went um, far beyond uh, the so called uh, cyber activism or media activism. And, and so, that, that were features of collective action that existed, or have been existing for yeah 20 years, more than 20 years, if we think that the, mm, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the time mark of, uh, of the event, the date of um, the beginning of that kind of practice in a, in a, in a larger scale uh, was the Zapatista insurrection in uh, the 1st of January 94. So it's more than 20 years. Of course it, it existed before, but we have to take into account that it's something very linked to the uh, widening of the Internet. It existed before on the basis of a BBS uh, connected with, through the telephone wires from point to point and so on. So it's been 20 years of the network, of the Internet and technopolitics is something that goes beyond uh, the idea of or the notion of a tool or the DDOs, attacks, and, uh, masks, anonymity uh, yeah, features of, um, of uh, swarming uh, of different dots, different activists and so on which is absolutely fundamental and in a way uh, it, it, it's been a, a common feature of the the 2011 uh, uh, movements, or so to so so the so-called uh, Occupy cycle, which is very um, Atlantic Atlantic centric, <laughs> because it should have been called the the Arab cycle or something like that, because it started there. But of the southern or the Mediterranean, indeed the Mediterranean, southern and northern African insurrections, so technopolitics is meant to be something that goes beyond that is uh, the um, the politics made through the interface of uh, algorithmic uh, machines, and so hence computers and and human bodies uh, connected in a network but not just uh, the physical network not just the fact of uh, interfacing through smartphones or computers laptops etc but also the the physical uh, bodily networks of the people uh, that met that would meet in, in in an assembly Uh, etc., like in the the acampadas. So it involves also those levels, because, uh, on the other hand, those levels were not not at all uh, uh, delinked from the network. I mean, uh, at the same time that people would participate in in an assembly at the acampadas, they were like tweeting uh, posting and uh, listening and whatever or commenting through whatsapp or something like that so it is uh, in a sense uh, something that goes beyond uh, to of, of the idea of the notion of a tool and that involves uh, like a mechanic mechanic politics or machineic politics and uh, it is something that is linked to the effects, to the structure, to the functions, and to the effects of uh, what uh, we have uh, termed a uh, uh, network system. Of course, a network system is uh, something absolutely banal uh, from the physical point of view, that is, is any both in in, in in the in the physical world and in the network theory. Uh, a network system is just the interactions relatively uh, stable of different nodes or points connected in different by different features or structures. You have the you know, point-to-point network, the mesh network uh the the tree form network etc etc uh, so when we speak of a network system we are speaking of something that uh, is m- much more complex it is a dynamic uh system uh, network of uh of different uh, elements very heterogeneous different levels of layer or layers and uh, it's a common future uh, network systems of uh, common future of uh, contemporary politics contemporary crime contemporary firms contemporary capitalism uh, so when we very mm, trying to be brief uh, we speak of a network system we're speaking of a specific phenomenon, a specific uh, network system which is also uh, emergent like in theory of complexity they talk about emergent uh, properties of a system, of, a, in this case a network system but not only is emergent, that is, that presents or shows uh, features, functions, uh, appearances that are not directly linked in terms of cause and effect, in terms of similarity, uh, are not linked to the uh, specific constituents, specific elements or specific notes and contents that those notes are communicating. So it is uh, the idea of nobility, of nobility out of heterogeneous element. And uh, at the same time, is, uh, it's been the, the case of May 15th that I have written about with many others. It is also autopoietic. That is, that in a sense it is uh, able to Uh, create itself or recreate itself out of uh, a certain state, out of certain properties, out of certain elements. Because emergent properties might be thought of as appearances that mm, are based on an underlying structure But the idea of, the notion of autopoietic uh, network systems uh, is more, goes deeper and speaks of uh, real structural and functional uh, mutations. And in the case, to be more specific, in the case of the May 15th and in time, uh, we are talking about the transformation of the assemblies in something different. We are talking about the strong structural uh, connections, links between layers. If we speak about layers, we would speak about uh, the, the, uh, the social networks, for instance. Not everybody is at the same time Uh, has at the same time, or uses at the same time, a Facebook uh, account, a Twitter one, WhatsApp, etc. Some of them, yes, they do, but other people not, and and four years ago they didn't. So when we speak of layers, we're speaking of these different uh, layers, in fact, of people using uh, a certain uh, infrastructure or service, That involves uh, certain software managing those interactions. And uh, since it is the internet, it's much more easier to connect, but uh, it it involves the activity, the decision, the will to do it by any node, any individual. So when we when you have a a network system emergent, open one. Uh, you have uh, the uh, the links, the strong structural links uh, among those layers, but you must also speak about the, the the television networks, which is a very particular network because it goes from the center to the nodes. It is absolutely Symmetrical,
0: while it is also connected with the with social the media. Yeah, um, of course, that
5: that's the new feature of television, and that's why it worked so well in during May fifteenth. Not only, but there it was like you know, like a principles example to be studied, because uh, contrary to the intuitive, uh, uh, no. Forecast that it would have ended everything through this uh, you know, overwhelming um, weight of the of the of the television and its capacity to create reality this wasn 't the case uh, the television was just another layer that would enlarge the participation of the notes because uh, uh, even a, a very lazy uh, TV viewer uh, sitting on his or her sofa and just uh, sending some SMS saying they are okay I'm paying one euro for the television network for doing that He's, or she's uh, acting as a node in the network uh, so this is the Technical notion of this multi-layer network, but the main thing is that what was being communicated were aff- affects, affects uh, uh, mixed or embedded in words, images, and you know, um, and graphic content. And so uh, at the same time that you were communicating so to say, exchanging information there was uh, an effective, and emotional contagion. And that mix of, uh, you know, like technical data and affective data, so to say, emotional data that you get not directly, so to say, but also, but mainly not directly because the amount of people gathered in assemblies was... Uh, you know, a tiny minority in comparison with the uh, estimates of eight million people uh, having participated in something about May 15th in the six uh, in, in the first six months of, of of since 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 the beginning. So it is uh, it is a it is uh, the uh, this mix or this uh, uh, combination of uh, technical exchange of information and, and emotional uh, contagion—that to, mm, to be to be to be brief—it it, 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 it means uh, the production of subjectivity, and subjectivity means uh, ethical and political action. Action that could be just not doing anything like striking or staying home and not going to to celebrate the government or whatever it means. It means a modification of the usual uh, behavior. But in this case it was a, a subject a production of subjectivity that would go beyond. Uh, the individual or the small groups modifications you know that that you identify to x that you project something on x but it's in fact it, it it it's been the production of a subjectivity that is the subjectivity of the network system itself like a trans-individual subjectivity, or, or or the idea of a of a new kind of subjectivity that is uh, that goes, or that catches up with the um, uh, with the images that the cyberpunk uh, or the Matrix imagery has conveyed us in. In the last decade, it is the idea that a mother and a baby born have a very specific connection that you wouldn't say that they are different but in, in terms of individual because a baby born is not an individual it it has to become one okay so it's just a piece of affective flesh. Uh, this is the same. This subjectivity was uh, was experienced as something that would go beyond one's flesh and, and bone. And if you link this to the fact that what was being experienced was outrage, indignation, uh, this was the idea, as Spinoza says, or the experience, to be more exact. Except uh, the experience of uh, a hurt being done on somebody that is your equal, or in this case that, in a sense, is the same as you. That, that hurt is being exerted also on you. And this kind of, uh, you know, uh, in a certain way chaotic or schizo-genetic experience uh, led to a much more uh, effective emotional investment and a much higher degree of uh, implication of participation because it was clear that something fucking big was happening, not just solidarity, not just uh, aimless or uh, nihilistic uh, protest, but something like, yeah, kind of fundamental event, fundamental uh, revelation, in a sense. So, the network system is uh, uh, a new feature, I would say, of uh, contemporary politics, and leads us to speak of technopolitics because technopolitics uh, corresponds to the politic, the possible politics that can be made in these uh, in these uh, network systems. Beyond that, uh, uh, to go back to the beginning. Uh, network systems is uh, are something completely banal. Capital works like that, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, but unfortunately, um, politics is not uh, can still uh, hadn't catch up with uh, those new realms, and I think that only from the point of view of the innovation of the adaptation of uh, the human bodies, and minds, uh, to that uh, new dimension that involves absolutely a non-voluntaristic politics, because, uh, I mean, it, it relies absolutely on the activity of uh, huge amounts of people that you can just convince or order or command to do something and uh, your voluntaristic impulse uh, is not enough, you have to create a quality of effects that work beyond identities and beyond uh, beyond uh, uh, the key to it is trust through an effective investment uh, on on the network and I think that uh, it's something that still has to be experienced on a much more massive level as a European or world uh, politics.